Um, hi guys, welcome back. It's me, Cindy, and we have Salina here. Sandra won't be joining us for this episode, but we do. We have like a guest on the show. Her name is Tracy. Um, she's the host of Kenales Ajikoni, and uh, together we're going to be discussing um intentional fr- um friendships. Yeah, <laughs> intentional friendships. I forgot the title of the topic. Yeah. <laughs> but yes uh-huh. yes 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 i i think i want to just say thank you guys for having me here and i'm really excited for the conversation oh welcome welcome <laughs> to <It'll> be fun <laughs> <laughs> hopefully <laughs> okay so i want to first of all here yeah, what do you guys understand by um intentional friendships um selena let's start with you well just basically be intentional <laughs> with your friends <laughs> which means like uh know how to balance the relationship with your friends or what do you want from this relationship yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and what about you um tracy so what i understand by intentional friendship is um it's all about creating a balance um and finding and being as Selena said intentional so being very um what's the word what can you uh being very precise with everything that you do when it comes to your friendships at times you can get lost in the humdrum of life and you know you're busy with work you're busy with um family so your friendships can take a backseat but with intentional friendships you're very precise Yeah, I completely agree with both of you. And just to add to that, there's that aspect of intentionality, right? So being um clear on how you show up within um friendships and also not letting them like fade away or like um move uh, move to the background as you're dealing with um other aspects of life, right? But mm-hmm. there's also yeah, the definitely. aspect whereby um you're also intentional with the people you're getting into friendships with, right? Like instead yeah. of just staying friends with someone because you work together or straight staying friends yeah. with someone because you go to school together or you happen to live in the same flat or something of the sort it's like instead of that you like um uh more um what is what what's the word for it you're more um clear on uh then the type of friendships you want to have but also holding space for those friendships and realizing like when friendships are taken away from the experiences you want within friendships they're taken away from your capacity to grow and feel um adored and valued and loved and cared for genuinely like you understand yeah. that um you actually have to play the part to actually release the friendship or at least um bring up a conversation on how to bridge that gap right so there's mm-hmm. that yeah. and then there's also the aspect of um just like uh being intentional in the way you and your friends come together right so if you understand their love language is quality time what are you doing to resource that right if you understand their love language is words of affirmation you know what are you doing to resource that it's just like uh um the whole aspect around it is like when you come up to the space of uh friendships um like um the question is what are you doing in these spaces like are you just passing time because you guys get along together and laugh or are you like being intentional with the things you're doing for each other with the things that you're doing for yourself and how that contributes to the nature of the friendship right yeah yeah 
yeah so um i want to know like uh, first of all i want to hear from you guys like what do you guys think you bring to your friendships like what do you know like this uh is me as tracy this is me as selena and when i'm showing up in relationships particularly friendships like this is what um sort of uh bringing to the table like what do you know your your thing like um and something that you understand your friends probably love you for for me like i would say like my friends uh I'm there, like when they have any problem, I'm there to support them. Or if I want someone to be, at, if I consider someone a friend, it's someone who will be there, someone who understands me, someone who knows me, who knows me as Salina, like for example, Sandra, Gladys, they know what I like, they know how I am, they, they know when I'm not okay, when I'm okay. So basically, I'd say that. And one thing that I wanted to add, for example, I just realized like, last year that i don't have many friends but i know people because some sometimes you can confuse that like you have many people around people who went to high school with with you people who yeah. went to primary school people from your friends uh friends yeah. so you think that these people are your friends but actually they're not your friends so there's this confusion between who's your friend, who is not. So just last year, I just realized who are really my friends. And I just closed my circle because I think this, there's some people who don't add anything uh, in my life. Actually, they take. So that's why I, I try to maintain my friendship circle like really small because I think it's healthy for me. So the people that I consider my friend, they're really there are not like many people to be honest <laughs> because they are just, there's just a group of people that really know me and I really consider my friends yeah okay yeah Selena I agree with everything you said um, and everything that you've spoken about is very timely especially in this time that we are in where the council culture is very big mm-hmm. and people are cutting off um people who they don't consider friendship i mean friends mm-hmm. and it's a really just really people are being very precise with everything that they do especially with friendships they're not just choosing anyone to be friends with mm-hmm. so what i bring to the table is i um i'm the therapist of a group i act as the sounding board i'm very level-headed and when my I mean what I provide for my friends is just that person who you can go to and talk to about anything and you know that they're going to be very objective and tell you like I mean tell you the truth and also help you through whatever you're dealing with so yeah that's what I bring to the table I think I'm oh, honest wow. <laughs> I think I'm just honest <laughs> like my friend when they come with me with a problem I'll go straight ahead and tell you the truth I'm not the kind of friend who'll be telling you something that you want to hear I'll tell you the truth so I'll analyze and tell you that okay my opinion is this what you're doing is wrong so just do this mm-hmm. so I think like I, uh, yeah. I am honest and I try to listen to my friends like I really listen and pay attention when a friend calls me telling me about any problem I'll try to listen pay attention and give the advice that i think it's the right one right so let's see yeah. if they'll follow or not okay yeah okay i think with me um it's a little bit of uh both of what you've said 
so bringing like radical honesty to the um relationships I, I i partake in but also um i find myself playing um therapist in my friendships and within my relationships really and to be honest like if i'm going to be honest it's not a role i want to take up like um i, I find pleasure in taking up because I feel like <laughs> I feel like I'm always telling my friends and I'm always telling my relatives like you need to actually pay a therapist for this service because when it comes to your emotional health, it's not just something you can gloss over, right? But then I understand yeah. because of my understanding of how mental health works and because of how I happen, like I, I like making people people feel like had i like making people see uh, feeling seen and uh, valued and affirmed so i guess because of that very thing is like what makes people like find themselves coming to me like and i, I end up uh, playing therapist right and so like on the yeah. flip side um i tend to be the friend that people come with when they have problems right and sometimes like they have mm -hmm. problems and they just want to talk it out like they don't want solutions so you're running in to kind of give mm -hmm. them tell them leave that man tell them do this instead with your money and sometimes they just want to air out their grievance right other times yeah. they actually do need your your advice like a solution right but sometimes mm -hmm. like um i find myself because i find i i, I tend to play that role away too much I've made, made it like my 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 personal challenge to shift the dynamics whereby we're not just coming together because of problems and struggle. Like I want to share moments with my friends also with uh and pleasure, right? So it's like it could yeah. be something like going out to a restaurant for to try out their food. It could be something like actually going on a trip, right? It could be something like going to the water park or sitting down and playing a game of cards, sitting down and um, discussing a book together. Like, it depends uh, with what um, individual people find pleasurable and, like, where our common common places are, right? Like, where we meet each other when it comes to these things. So um, I think, like, um, uh, for now, like, in most of my relationships, I'm that friend who reminds people, like, they actually have to sit down and enjoy life, right? They actually mm -hmm. have to sit down and enjoy the money that they're making. They have to sit down and um, if they want to travel, they have to, like, be intentional with it, right? That type of thing. And then yeah. I think, like, I'm also the friend who, like, triggers people and not trigger them, like, in the negative sense of the word. But rather, I think with the way, like, I um, I think, like, this, Alina was saying, being honest, I think with the way, like, I deliver uh, when it comes to, like, um, discussions or, like, when they need my advice or when they need my opinion on something, but also when it comes to the way I live my life, I'm that person who's going to quit a job because it's a shitty job, right? I'm not going to stay because <laughs> I need the money, even if I don't have money. By the way, yeah. I will quit, I'll, I'll quit a job and I don't have savings. I know rent is due in two weeks. I know I have to pay this and that and that and that. But I'm like, fuck it, you know, I'm not going, going to die. And if I die, at least I die having done, <laughs> done something that, you know, means a lot to me, right? <laughs> Yeah, so I'm yeah. that person who will quit a job because it's a shitty job. I'm that person who will drop out of school because whatever I'm studying doesn't resonate with me and feels like a waste of time. I'm that person who will just walk out of relationships because I woke up and I was just feeling like um this is not it. Like I want something different or I want something more, right? And like mm -hmm. when people come to me and we're talking about those things and I'm just telling them this is where I'm coming from and this is why I, I this is why I did it. Mm -hmm. I find that for most of them they realize like oh fuck actually I don't like my job too and now that you've mentioned it I realize. Like I also need to leave and maybe find something else for myself. It's like, okay, I'm realizing I'm only going to school to please my parents. And now it's like they get into the, that space where they're starting to think, like, what do I actually want to do with my life as far as career goes and also as far as purpose goes, right? Uh, and uh, people start asking themselves, what do I want to experience in the realm of relationships and love and sex and sexuality? All those types of things. So yeah, I'm, I'm typically like the person who triggers people. And like me, I trigger people proper, proper. Even in my family, 
like I'm, I'm known to make people cry and I don't do it intentionally <laughs> but I think mm-hmm. it's because they don't expect the things that come from my mouth or they don't expect me to say the things I say so bluntly is they mm-hmm. it, it kind of like brings that shock factor and before they, they can fully process what just happened they like go for the first reaction which is like to release the um, negative feelings that are coming up with within them which more times than not it's either through um crying or like uh, getting defensive and shouting you know that type of thing but mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, so I know, like do you find uh-huh oh. oh i have a question for you so when did you discover that you're that type of person the person who's a bit abrasive and might make people cry is it something that's intentional that you just decided or is it something that you kind of just stumbled upon to be honest it's something that has been it's it's been my character but i used mm-hmm. to get into trouble for it a lot so i would get <laughs> ostracized scolded uh-huh. i would actually get like physically beaten um there's instances yeah. where i've like been literally physically beaten by my aunt because i questioned something that was nonsensical right and instead of giving mm-hmm. me like a proper answer she thought like i was questioning her authority Out- you know, and she ended up beating me. But it's something that was with, uh, like, it's it's an aspect of my character. Just that mm-hmm. I didn't, I wasn't proud of it. Or it's something I felt felt ashamed of. Because I got into so much trouble for it. I actually yeah. thought, like, there was something wrong uh, with me. And then, like, when I got into, like, um, mental health stuff. And started being intentional <laughs> with my healing and all of that. Is like yeah. when it's, it's kind of like when I realized, like, actually, this is not something within me that I can control. So maybe instead yeah. of, like, trying to, like shut it down or ignore it like let me see where we are headed with this like i want to see like what about my character <laughs> is or, like there's a reason why like i ended up like this right so i wanted to know like what is it like i'm supposed to get from this and it's like in that space where i started to see like actually through this aspect like i'm able to push people into like take on challenges that they are afraid of taking on right or at least move into yeah. a space of introspection but also with that said and done i find that uh, being blunt kind of saves me the work of people pleasing or trying yeah. to have to explain myself later you know things like those like today yeah. like, i was um, in the matatu with my friend we were coming back from a hike in gatanga and like the i don't know if it's the conductor or a driver mm-hmm. for another matatu he came to see with us and like it was a two-seater like it was a two-seater and we were paying for the seats and he had the audacity mm-hmm. to, to come and squeeze up with us and i was just thinking this is you know this is ridiculous because okay first of all i don't uh, i don't um board my tattoos at, a lot so yeah. um, when, I, when i bought batatus i always find something to complain about but with this particular situation i was just thinking this is you know like this is just it's a joke <laughs> like why are you like uh, getting into a 14 seater that is already full with 14 people and sitting in the middle and you know like that that conductor had the audacity to ask us to hide him when we were passing up uh, some some traffic police and i was just thinking oh my god what are these things right so what and mm-hmm. uh, i ended up doing is uh, like I was expressing to my friend like this is just uh bullshit right like this is ridiculous yeah. and I was telling her next time we're going to sit at the back the three seats at the back because I know like no one is coming to sit uh to like squeeze their ass between we're us right, right there. we're going yeah. to sit comfortably <laughs> till we get to where we're going right and I was telling her like yeah. this is ridiculous either like when he'd meet uh, the conductor sorry when he'd make certain remarks like um there's a way he would yeah. push himself up on my friend such that his armpits would end up on her face or his breath would end up on her face. And like, um, it seemed as though he was thinking or maybe my friend was just uncomfortable about it. And you know, things like those, I was just thinking like, 
it's ridiculous. So I was just being like full on upfront and expressing it. And I'm not good, too good at whispering. So what happened is the conductor yeah. ended up hearing us. And he heard us, he looked at me, he looked at my friend. But you know, I think it's, it's one of those things whereby he was shocked or um, he just didn't know what to say. He was shocked because you react. That's the problem. They don't expect people to react. Most of the time, people yeah. just stay quiet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he didn't say anything. But um, with the way he was reacting whenever I'd say something or whenever my friend would complain about how uncomfortable she is, like you could see he had us like... And, you know, like, that is not just the only scenario, like, I have in mind. But um, I'm usually, like, that person who will be, like, in a situation. And, like, when I'm noticing people are uncomfortable, when I'm noticing I'm uncomfortable, and I realize this is what is making us uncomfortable, I'm going to voice it. Like, I'm going to say mm -hmm. it up front, whether we are in a public space or in a, in, a, in a private space. Like, it's just important for me for everyone to feel, like, good in whatever space they occupy. And when I notice, like, they're not feeling good, like, I'm going to be, like, upfront, like, what's going on? Like, what do we need to do to put a stop to this? And if we can't put a stop to this, then how can we avoid this situation from, like, happening again? Okay, cool. Cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I wanted to ask you guys, like when it comes to friendships, um, is it something that you've realized like it's an important aspect when it comes to your social life? Or is it like after finishing school and like navigating work, you're realizing like actually when you want to get a breather from these serious aspects of life, you realize like you and your friends are not meeting up as often or not talking, uh, talking as much. And now it's like you, you're being pushed to being a space whereby you want to be in intentional with it. Because if you're not intentional with it, it feels as though like these things are just going to fall, fall away. I think if 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 we're real friends, there's no work or school that will turn us apart. Why why do I say that? Because you know, most of the time I even tell my friends, even if we don't talk every day, even we don't see each other for like two, three months, when we have time we still talk. Because you know that uh with things with work, with school, we're all busy. Let me give yeah, an example yeah. of me, Sandra Gladness. I don't remember the last time I saw Sandra. We're in the same city actually. <laughs> we're in Warsaw, same city, but I don't remember the last mm -hmm. time we saw each other. But that's because she has work. I have school. So it's yeah. kinda hard to balance or to find time to meet plus she lives far away from my place but we always talk so nothing changed actually so if yeah. it changed because like you know there's no intentionality in this relationship I know people I know some people that I met in high school or I know people who I met in university but today like when I when we graduate we don't even talk anymore Mm -hmm. which means that there's nothing there it was just you know she was just my friend from university and that's it when it when it ended everyone followed their life so yeah, yeah. for me uh it has been a situation where i have been forced to actually start looking into my life and reevaluating everything um one of my new year's resolutions for this year was actually being intentional with friendships because i quickly realized that uh with many of my friendships it was a case of we were friends because of proximity. Uh -huh. um, so in high school, it was because we were in a confined space. I was in boarding school. Then in campus, I mean, we used to see each other every day. So most of my friendships were because we used to see each other every day and we used to go to class and we yeah, had yeah. Um, classes and assignments to do. But now in the real world, quote unquote real world, um, mm -hmm. you really have to be intentional with setting up time. And given that 
my friends and I work in different places. So schedules are just crazy. Before you meet your friend, it's been like, I don't know, three months. And then even with calls, at times you just get so busy that you forget to check up on your friends. So it's been a case of where I have really been pushed by life and circumstances to really look at that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting that you bring up proximity and how that like can for, form the basis of um I wouldn't call them friendships but rather yeah. like a, an, a sort of like an acquaintanceship whereby because you're seeing each other every day and you happen to have like stuff to talk about like you kind yeah. of assume like that's like mix up for um a connection and maintaining that connection right and like within yeah. the same aspect of like distance we see Salina saying that um despite the fact that she's in the same city with her friends like she doesn't get to see them a lot or as much as she'd like, like to see them and mm-hmm. I'm curious about like when it comes to this aspect of navigating distance like do you guys allow yourself to tap into digital communication or digital platforms to like kind of make up for the quality time you could have made with uh like had with your friends but can't because of like uh either like work school or um changing location or maybe just different obligations stuff like those like do you allow yourself to play around with instagram twitter sharing memes sharing tweets sharing videos um that are might might be of interest to your friends or do you like uh, just wait it out and then like later on you like see what comes from that oh i i definitely use digital platforms i'm big on whatsapp video calls whatsapp calls um zoom calls we share memes but then again you can't really there's there's an aspect of just meeting up face to face that you can't have mm-hmm. even Skype calls. So yeah, I think that, that's a part that I usually just miss. But yeah, I definitely um, use digital platforms. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Actually, I, I also use it like the same one. Instagram, share memes, talk, calls, Zoom. Sometimes it's like, okay, we can have a Zoom meeting, play games, have fun. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. yeah, when we can, we always, of course, we always arrange something to meet in person. We have fun. So yeah, we play with digital also. And it's also fun when we play with digital. It's not the same as being there in person, but still works. Yeah. Still works. Okay, I love that aspect. And um, I'm glad to know that you guys are tapping into that as a resource to like build or maintain your friendships. But I'm curious about like even more serious things. You know, like the mm-hmm. way you can like for me in particular, I love reading books, and for the longest time, I've wanted to be um a part of book clubs, but I never really mm-hmm. got to. And then like last year, towards the end of last year, I got to join like this group um by uh, a bunch of socialist feminists, and they read these mm-hmm. types of books. But um, I wanted to be part of that community. But uh, yeah. the chances to meet the members of that community has never, ever come up. So you find that I joined them in around October or is it November? And right now we're like almost six months later. I still haven't ever made, uh, met them in person. But just yeah. going from the conversations that come up when we're discussing things that we're discussing, is like we have um, sort of a, um, a closer relationship, a, relationship a, a sort of a bond, right? And yeah. um, I translated mm-hmm. that into other like relationships that uh, were pre-existing or with people that I meet in person. So like um, 
I have a friend who recommended Sex Lives of African Women to me and I told her like I do want to read that book it's on my to be read book but I don't yeah. want to read it because I want to discuss like the things that come up for me with people and uh the reason why I wanted that to like I had that specific caveat it's because mm-hmm. like I really love uh, pa- uh participating in conversations on sex and sexuality because I realize we have a lot of ignorance around that space and we have like mm-hmm. I know like people are, are not intentionally the amount of pleasure that they can have within that space and how to stay st- safe within that space right and then like just how to like open up the conversation to like even discussing things like polyamory and kink and things like those right so um mm-hmm. as much as like even with that friend who i'm discussing sex lives of african women with as much as we've only met once from that is like where she realized they could we could actually like um be good friends because we, we, we're kind of like interested in the same things right so it's that kind of thing whereby um if she wasn't following following my Instagram, she wouldn't realize like we have this much in common, right? If she wasn't following my IG account, she um we wouldn't be having the nature of the conversations we w- would be having, and that wouldn't have extended into like a two people book club. And so you find that that thing where by now, like when you're in school, you're meeting someone every day, and you're talking about A, B, C, and D. So you know A, B, C, and D about this person, and you know where they stand when it comes to these issues. You find that um when you're not able to do that, like social media comes um comes in to bridge that gap right and it's like things like responding to stories or seeing that your friend is going to some event and you want to go with them right or you see some picture that they've posted in a restaurant you wanted to visit and you're like you hit them up in the dms and then like as you continue talking you realize like actually there's actually some a meaningful sort of connection building here like i have people Mm -hmm. friends that i met when i was I don't know, 18 or 17. And like, I met them by chance, but never really got into a relationship with them, never ever bothered, right? And then followed, uh, they followed my IG account about two years later, you know, just being nice, I follow back. And then uh, from the things they post on their stories and their, and, their, and their posts, we find that like, we have a lot in common. And that kind of uh, forms the basis of our relationships. But then the same thing, the thing happens is that because we're not living in the same countries, we can't meet physically. But the nature of the relationships we have is much, much more stronger than the relationships I have in my day-to-day lives, like in physical spaces. But like, yeah. uh, I, talk to, I don't even talk to my neighbors because I'm, I'm quite introverted. And so if I don't see anything meaningful to talk about, I won't even bother. I don't even like small talk. We're either having a serious conversation or having something constructive to talk about. If that's not the case, like I just stick to myself and meditate breathe breathe out you know read books whatever mind my business that type of thing okay i wouldn't have begged you for an introvert (laughs) (laughs) really Really? why (laughs) you just saw you sound like a very bold person and introverts Mm -hmm. attend um are not described as bold so Yeah. yeah yeah i think that's 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 what um has stood out for me (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah like a lot of people do tell me that but it's because like i'm I'm not i'm not like uh not bold i'm actually very very confident and very very bold and i'm usually yeah. most more times than not i'm usually the person who's reaching out to people right so even with the friends that i have right now um, i was the one who's like hi can i have your contact hi i saw you do this can we do it together that type of thing and then with time like it's it's tra- like uh, transitioned into something um deeper and something greater right so i'm yeah. usually like that first person the person who's me- usually making the first move and my sister is the same when it comes to romantic relationships most more times than not she have, finds herself being the one making the first move so i don't mm-hmm. know if it's like a thing between us but that said and done like um i'm still very much introverted when i'm in public spaces if i left my house with the intention of making new friends then maybe yeah. i'll be i'll try to be like 
um, I don't know, engage in small talk, ask people their name, tell them they look nice, ask them what they're doing here, <laughs> that type of thing. But if yeah. I left the house with the intention of like going to do my shopping, if I left me my house with the intention of listening to the concert and getting back, then I'm not going to talk to anyone. Like you, uh, if, if I'm meeting up with a friend and they come with a friend of theirs and like there's nothing in common, trust me, you. I you won't not even, even try. Friend friend. Yeah, I don't even bother. I'll just be like, hi, nice to meet you. And, you know, get whatever I'm getting, order whatever I'm, I'm eating or drinking. When it's yeah. done, when the show is over, you know, if you're sharing the Uber well and good, I get to save money. If not, like, have a great day, have a great night. <laughs> if you meet again, well, at least there's yeah, I know you right? Yeah. yeah. I okay. want to ask you guys, do you find, when it comes to relationships, not just friendships, Mm-hmm. Um, like find yourself um having the capacity to like um, uh, what is it called um enact boundaries and that like bu- builds like uh, uh uh what is it called like creates the the like opens up the relationship to deeper connection or like do you just do things as they are and then like when boundaries come up um you either it either brings up conflict and things are over or like uh, they don't come up at all and like. It's it's not something you've ever had to gross over when it comes to relationships. I used to just, you know, do just just see how it goes. But as the time is passing, I'm just realizing that boundaries are really necessary when it comes to any kind of relationships. We're talking about relationships mm-hmm. with friends, with family. It's always good to set boundaries. I'm actually setting, I just learned to set boundaries with, for example, my cousins, because they would come in to me with some bullshit. So I was like, no, 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 no. We are family, but we don't, we don't need to do this. So you don't need to do this with me. So yeah, I think boundaries are really important in any kind of relationship. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, for me, I fully, I also have the same sentiments as Selena. Um, I also just used to go with the flow, just vibing, um, <laughs> kind of just letting, letting everything just come my way. Mm-hmm. But um, boundaries come with a certain level of self awareness, and I believe that that comes with age. I mean, there are the exceptions who um are old souls and they just kind of know themselves from early on and know how to do all these adulting things but for mm-hmm. most of us all these things you just realize in retrospect and I for me I'm in that space where I'm now realizing that boundaries are very important when it comes mm-hmm. to family romantic relationships friendships so I do believe they are essential mm-hmm. and um, is it something that you're good with like does it come easy to you or are you still learning how like um to do oh, like boundaries but- Far, far, far from it. Um, so you, I, <laughs> you mentioned people pleasing, and I, I have been, you know, a people pleaser for a while, and it's mm-hmm. only until recently that I realized that. So boundaries do not come easy for me, but mm-hmm. I will leave a day at a time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For me, I'm still learning. To be honest, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm still learning, but with time, we think. Yeah, I should be fine. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Well, yeah. I, I don't I don't think like when it comes to certain boundaries, like I think it can come easier when it comes to like being a farmer, like um like assertive. 
when it comes yeah. to certain boundaries. But uh, in my in my own experience, I don't think it gets to a point whereby things like full on become easy, right? I, I just think like you understand the consequences of certain actions and if you don't protect yourself then this is what happens to you right and if you yeah. don't like um do something to bring an end to something then you understand that this is the uh, impact it has on my on my well-being on my mental health etc etc but yeah. like as much as i feel like i'm a pro at setting boundaries it doesn't get easier sometimes i wish and I uh-huh. some, like if you look at my manifestations like my list of manifestations i put that how i want like like relationships i'm not going to lie whereby like um i feel like i i'm, I'm like risk I'm, I'm i'm released from the burden of having to come and like check people or, or things like the, those but then yeah, like yeah. i'm finding that um that in itself may, may be an aspect of people pleasing whereby like instead of like being upfront right and that's someone yeah. not like no or go, go away like um it can be like avoiding conflict so it's like let, let just avoid and like uh, uh let things be things until you can't anymore right so yeah. like i don't know I, I I'm I've I've gotten better at boundaries and I feel like they come mm-hmm. easier to me, like easier to me as compared to others. But I, I feel like it still doesn't get easier. Like I hate it when I have to like now sit down and you know, mm-hmm. like talk to someone like with a serious face and let them know that um mm-hmm. this is a no for me, right? Or this is mm-hmm. a not ever try me like that. And then yeah. you know, like, sometimes you have to find the language around it because sometimes some people, you just don't go up to them with like a full on straight no. Sometimes you have to let them know like, um, I'm not doing that because A, B, and C. Or sometimes yeah. you have to let them know like, this is not okay because A, B, and C, right? And like sometimes mm-hmm. I'm just usually thinking like, do I really have to explain this? Do I really have to explain that? Do I really have to explain myself? I, just, I thought these things are obvious to everyone, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm in that space where I'm starting to understand like people don't read my mind and what's is obvious to me might not be obvious to another and um i think yeah. that is what like my 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 work is in like a, a communicating the boundaries i need to communicate like staying assertive but in a way that is um understandable at least to the best of my capacity mm, okay i mean um common sense is not common to everyone yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Thank you so much, you guys. Um, I'm glad you joined me for the conversation. I had a lot of fun. I loved hearing from you. I hope we get to um to have Tracy on the show more often. And I hope we yeah. get to over and be on her podcast as well. But be Definitely. sure to check out her podcast, Jikoni. I'll link it in the description. And yeah, um, if you have anything to add to the conversation, just send it to our DMs and we'll respond. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Bye, Thank guys. You so Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.